great palette of colour. Life is full of these grey areas, it's not just black and white. An identity-forming experience. You are listening to Eastside Radio Podcast, with discussions and insights on art, politics, music and more, here on eastsidefm.org. If you are still seated, I'd be very surprised. Good noise in your city. Hi there and welcome to another episode of Take One Backstage, taking you behind the scenes of Sydney's live music scene. I'm your host, Melanie C, and yes, it's been quite a while, I know, since I've uploaded an episode. Now, I won't take you through what's been happening between now and then, but the good news is, is that I've got now two pairs of hands, two more pairs of hands, might I say, on deck and making not only this podcast, but the radio edition of the podcast, which is Take One, happen. They are the wonderful Max Wills, who is my new audience producer and Jane Franco who is my new social media producer. If you caught the radio program you'll have heard them uh, from them before but if you've missed that don't fret because the podcast edition of that chat will be coming to you very soon. Getting back into this week's ep though I am very excited to share this most recent chat with you with the wonderful Alice Terry. She's launching her debut album The Fear of Alice Terry on both the 16th and 17th of June at Leadbelly in Newtown. Now I want to tell you this and it's really important right over and grab your tickets right now if you haven't gotten them already and if you hear this in time because her show on the 16th has already sold out and honestly I don't think I've laughed harder my face hasn't hurt so much from any other interview thus far there is also a drinking game attached to this uh, podcast and uh, this in the interview which you'll hear a little bit later and also an expletive warning she is one of my all-time favorite Australian acts who will captivate your heart in absolute seconds I promise links to her music and the shows will be in the bio of this so just scroll down and get your tickets now but while you're doing that why not sit back relax and enjoy the wonderful Alice Terry. But if all of my days are spent blind, drunk and useless, spend my time making half-assed excuses, well, all my days will be spent living a lie. Australia's small towns seem to be the breeding grounds for some of our best talent. Names like Renee Geyer and Jessica Malboy, to name a few, are prime examples of powerhouse female vocalists who have taken the world by storm. My next guest is another talent I would class in the same category, although in my opinion the world is a little late to the party. She's got a new album on the way, sold out release show, truckloads of experience pounding the pavement of Sydney's live music scene, and is the most immaculately and dramatically dressed independent artist in Sydney's live music scene. She is none other than Alice Terry. Hey, Alice, and welcome to the show. 
Hey there. Uh, hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries at all. I'm very excited to have you here. Me too. Oh my God. Instagram followers of Take One will know uh, <laughs> your face from our Global Rhythms uh, group yes, photo, yes. which are oh, just completely fangirling <laughs> like the entire time. Like, I'm, I'm, it's pretty gross. I know you can't see it, but like, I am sweating. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Out. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> me too. But yeah, so excited to finally have you on the show. Oh, it thank you for having me. <laughs> and this album is just, oh my God, so excited. I mean, it's been a long me time too. coming. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, ten year, the oldest song on that album, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now, mm-hmm. I'm like, that album mm-hmm. that I'm staring at, pointing mm-hmm. at, uh, I wrote it ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And wow. I've been recording it for four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, time. yeah, I'm ready for it to be out. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, why it's taking so long? I'm like, mm, don't ask me questions. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, but really, if you want to talk about why it's taking so long, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will. It, it is It is like pre-planned on the Okay, on great. The oh, sheet, sorry. So. Sorry. I'll let you do this. <laughs> You're good at this. I'm, should I just have another eight coffees? I clearly need it. All right. That's right. It's first coffee of the it's day. It's first coffee yeah. of the day. Brain waking up. Brain waking yeah, up. Exactly. I'll get smarter. It's fine. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is, I'm so keen for this. <laughs> Alrighty, so mm. let's A, try and compose ourselves, which yes. I feel like is going to be thrown out the window in yes. about the next 10 seconds. Right. Let's go back in time. When you first started singing, yep. <laughs> how did you get into it? Where did piano and guitar come into it? Uh, I probably started Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney, Disney, Disney. I love Disney. I still to this day love Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sometimes hear it actually on the first track, Live and a Lie. Uh, I call it, it's like a Disney meets Fiona Apple kind of tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can really notice it. There's this last little just like, bring with the piano at the very top. And it just sounds like the end of a whole new world. And yeah, so Disney is definitely where I started singing. Uh, and then I remember that one of the first things I could stand on was the piano. And as soon as I could reach it, I was just, let me make the sound. Let me annoy everybody. Um, yeah, so that's how yeah. it kind of started, I think. Yeah. And did writing come pretty quickly after that? Or no. No, no I, I probably started writing when I was about 14, mm-hmm. but it was terrible. Oh, my goodness. I think of some of the songs now, and I, like some of them are like catchy, like pop hooks, but I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I didn't record anything when I was younger because yeah. I'd be very embarrassed right now about how terrible these songs are. Um, I think they started getting half decent when I was 18. Well, that's when the first song mm. on the record is was written so right yeah wow that yeah really that long ago yeah, yeah. like really <laughs> like 10 years is actually 10 years <laughs> it's not just like oh a deck and it's like it's actually 10 years 10 years has happened since i wrote that song yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> and then sort of uh, before we started this interview you were talking a little bit about your high school experience and oh, you, yes. like talking about 14 year olds 14 years old is when you started writing. Yeah. Was that also the time when you were finding your performing self, like trying to come out of your shell? Uh, I still don't think I'm coming out of my shell yet mm. in many ways. Like I, w- I always loved singing, but I was never kind of that. I'm, I'm still not the kind of out there performer. It's I'm really about telling stories and feeling things. So mm. even then I was kind of singing Katie Noonan songs at the top of my lungs and kind of going, oh God, I'm feeling so many things. And singing Disney, of course. I remember the first uh, the first time I sung in front of my high school was Colours of the Wind out oh, of Pocahontas. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a pretty big moment for me as a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I felt, I felt that, you know, mm-hmm. as a white uh, country girl. It's like, no, I didn't. What am I talking about? Goodness. I thought I did because I was an idiot and I was 12. So there you go. 
just realised it. Whoa, all right, more coffee, hey? <laughs> morning's going great. It's great. I've, I've I sent you three emails yeah. saying, oh, I'm going to be like, no, I'm not. Sam, no, I'm not. And you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Where am I? <laughs> coffee. Um, yeah. It'll get better, I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got here. I got here. You really weren't that late. I wasn't. I was like three minutes exactly, late. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Have confidence. Eyelashes were glued to my face. Yep. What yep. else do you want? Yep. Full face of makeup. Full face. Like glitter. Yeah. Collar with glitter. Rhinestones for the god. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we needed photo after this. So yeah. De- oh, definitely. People can understand. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> If we could uh, focus on my boots, which I, I bought a hot glue gun, as I was telling you. Yeah. Um, my boots are the first thing that I hot glue gunned myself. Um, I watch way too much RuPaul's Drag Race. And <laughs> I bought myself a pink hot glue gun and have glued pink rhinestones to yeah. my shoes. Because mm-hmm. that's what I do with my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alice Terry, singer, songwriter, piano player, guitarist, stylist. St- no, just rhinestone yeah. gluer. <laughs> Glitter fairy. Glitter fairy, yeah. 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 Well, I'm moving away from glitter. Obviously, it's terrible for the environment, mm-hmm. little tiny bits of plastic. Mm-hmm. So, I'm moving more into rhinestones. Rhinestones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Makes sort of sense. They're not going down the drain at the end of the day. Yeah. Although, exactly. I did always try to recycle my glitter when I did wear it. Mm-hmm. I'd uh, get over the recycling bin and kind of brush it off. Wow. I was quite dedicated to it, not going in the drain. Yeah. But then also, sometimes bits would make it way out. <laughs> so, anyway. Trying to be a better environmentalist <laughs> by being a rhinestoner instead of a glitterer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, still look fashionable, but save the environment at the same time. You learn and you grow <laughs> and you stop using single-use plastic, <laughs> right? You try anyway, can't you? This is, I feel like this is going to be the entire interview. Yeah. Been like Just going on horrible question, tangents tangent, and then nothing. Question, tangent, 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 tangent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great. You will really... At the end of this, yeah, learn so much about you. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll probably learn a lot about myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is this therapy? Is that what I've come I into? Think so. This is therapy so. yeah. core. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was yeah. bullied as a teenager, but that's okay. I'm fine now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How could this not be bullied as a teenager? Like I was just, I was way, way too loud and too much and too bright and. Yeah, but I kind of feel like teens, you know, they just they, they're experiencing 101 different emotions oh, at the same course, time like of it's, course it's yeah. part and parcel of the whole yeah, thing yeah. like if they can't deal with it then it's their problem yeah yeah but you know it did become my problem as i was telling you for years <laughs> i kind of like went back inside myself mm. and have only kind of recently come back out mm. so which it's and we're glad for that fact me too a whole album released right we've got rhinestones on everything everywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness i could have been doing this for 10 years <laughs> Actually, that's probably good. I needed to give everybody a break. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's ready for a second dose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So wrong that I just want to sing, I'm coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. cool. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but speaking of that. Anyway. <laughs> that, so what was the first question? I'm going to try and wind it back. I'm gonna Great. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Rain me in, rain me in. So speaking out about that whole 10-year development of yes. yourself as an artist. Yeah. When did you make the decision then to actually make music your 100% career? Oh, it's always been mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I just, I got distracted for a few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I realised that it was really hard to make money sometimes mm-hmm. and that kind of stress made me get a job, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up pretty poor and so I think that that, that kind of, you know, having that stability of money, as dumb as it sounds, uh, 
took over for a while and then I got a really good job and I was a salesperson and I made stupid good money and uh, then I realised I didn't do a gig for like a couple of years. It's like, what am I doing? Or I did, but it'd be like one every six months and it'd be, you know, a throwaway thing that I didn't really care about. And I was like, oh, wow, that hurts. Mm. And then I quit my job one day and it was in the middle of doing a theatre show um, called Tiger Country and I'd written the score for it and I was performing in it. And I just turned up to the uh, first day of the play and I was like, let's quit my job, guys. They're like, whoa. I'm like, this this gig isn't paying anything, is it? Like, nah. I was like, yeah, I think I knew that. Um, no worries, cool. Hey, let's do the show. <laughs> like, didn't you work there for four years? I'm like, yeah, just couldn't do it anymore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. then I had two weeks of this show, and I was like, well, I really need to get some money again. <laughs> so, no profit? No. So, we lost, okay, we lost money. Can I not put in the, yeah, they're like, yeah, it's fine, babe, don't worry about it. I'm like, thank you. Wow, yeah. it was that much of a... I mean, I've, I've heard of stories like that with artists where they kind of just look around and, and have that, I guess, eureka moment. Yeah. Of just... But it sounds very scary. And oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. About, about a year, year and a half ago, I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to get a little job. I'll just get a casual job so I can subsidise living in Sydney and being a musician. And I walked in there and I just did a few casual shifts and I kind of noticed there were a few things wrong with the store. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe if we did this a little bit differently and we could do this. And then they made me the manager and then I got mm-hmm. stuck there for another six months and forgot to do another gig for six months. Mm-hmm. I just, because I am quite outgoing and capable in many ways, I get people ask me to do things. And I go, yep, no worries, I'll get that done. And I forget to say no. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, I, I once again got stuck in a job and realised I hadn't done a gig for six months. Mm. I was like, what am I doing? I was like, again, again. At least it only took me six months to realise instead of four years, though. Yeah. 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 And now I'm just like, no, I will not get a day job. Music will sort itself out and I'll be able to sustain myself. Right. Yeah. It's like, it will happen. So. <laughs> yeah, somebody help me. <laughs> it will happen, right? we got a show to sell. we got a show to sell. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Buy my album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please buy my album. It's really good, I promise. (laughs) This, I'm so glad you're saying all this. Yeah, yeah. Because it really does lead into my next question. Right. Of being an independent artist. So you've you've walked out of this job, you're in a theatre play, it's not paying you anything. You don't really have a plan, but I'm (laughs) sure that the the fear that was enough to get you out of that job would probably have also then been amplified by the fear that, like, yes, you were taking on this new challenge, but you didn't really know what you were doing. Yeah. How soon was it that you then kind of got a plan together? And, and Well, to be honest, I kind of did know what I was doing. I've been doing this since I was 14. Like, I've been hustling gigs. <laughs> I was like, yep, I want this money and I want to do this date. And I was, I've been doing that since I was 14. So I'm not afraid of the hustle. If I need to make money, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, the the plan changes every week. Sometimes I need to do four covers gigs in a week so that I can afford to print T-shirts for my album launch. And sometimes I don't want to touch them with a ten foot pole because no, no, like no original musician wants to do covers gigs. That's just a fact. You do it if you need the money. Um, I'm hoping at some time very soon I can phase that out and my original music can just completely take over. But there needs to be a balance. Like this needs to start picking up more before I'm able to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is the hardest transition for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. just, it doesn't seem to really happen. Even even artists that I know who were signed, yeah, still at some point or another sort of need to do it. I don't I don't know what the indicator is that suddenly they kind of like just tick over and, yeah. and it's not needed. Well, I, th- I think what happens is you start getting added to the festival circuit, mm-hmm. and I like I hate. I want to say, how am I going to say this without oh fuck it, um, sucking Triple J's dick mm. and. <laughs> And writing music, which is essentially just going to appeal to that crowd, mm-hmm. I I will not do that. Mm-hmm. And but unfortunately, that is kind of how you get added to all the festivals, mm-hmm. which is how you make a good deal of money mm-hmm. in this country um, and touring and all that kind of thing. But you, you need to get that big radio play before you have that wide reach of audience. Like I went down to camp, I can sell out. I've sold out my first show in Sydney, 150 tickets. We're going to do pretty well for the second one, I think, as well. I go to Canberra, I sell 15 tickets, and then my friends. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, please come to my show. I don't know what I'm doing in Canberra, but I can't go anywhere else other than Sydney or the South Coast, which is where I'm originally from. Um, so that kind of national radio play is how you make money, mm-hmm. really, because mm-hmm. it gets you those shows, it gets you that listenership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we pause for one second? Yeah. I'm just hearing some funny stuff in my ears. But it makes uh, – we had a quick pause because there were some tech problems, so in case this doesn't I make spilled, any sense. Oh, I spilled lots of water on the desk. <laughs> On purpose as well, actually. I was like, oh, nope, Hope you're listening, that. Tony. No, not really. I didn't mean that. I love you, Tony. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but I completely understand what you mean yeah. by Triple J. And it is this phenomenon of the fact that it is national yeah. when you are heard. in like, And I think that makes sense why people chase after commercial radio so yeah. much. It makes sense there. And I... In my opinion, you are not selling out if you're on commercial radio. Oh, because God, no. Like, you're just selling. There's no such thing as selling out. You're exactly. just selling. Exactly. I just I find it problematic when people start to write music, which sounds like the popular thing, mm-hmm. in order to gain popularity. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody does this. I'm not trying to diss musicians that are working at the moment. But there certainly are some people and some, you know, organisations that actually specifically try to target songs that are already popular and rewrite them. I've been contacted by them before. I say, hey, can you do this vocal session? Because we need to, uh, we, do, we essentially need to rewrite Chandelier by Sia for one of the voice contestants. Really? Yeah. And it was exactly the same. It was the same song. It was the same song. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not singing this because they didn't actually think about how horribly high that range is. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't write it for a singer who can actually sing. I was like, I don't know a single singer in Sydney that can actually sing this whole range. Good yeah. luck finding one. Not me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you've literally done this on purpose. And I'm not like, I'm not surprised, but it was just to hear it in my ears before it was even released. I was like, What? No, this is, the, this is the dumbing down of music. It's mm-hmm. Here's a thing that is already popular. I'm going to literally give you the same hook. Lady Gaga is incredible at it. She's actually got that ba da 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 that kind of theme. It's mm-hmm. in 80% of her songs. Mm-hmm. And you don't know until you know and you go, whoa, she's actually marketing to us mm-hmm. through music. Like, it's genius. Mm-hmm. It's like evil genius. Mm-hmm. I was literally <laughs> listening to, and I know I, she's controversial, I don't particularly agree with what she says, but Azalea Banks, right? Oh, yeah. She recently released a new single called Anna Wintour and it's actually, she took the beat from one of her other songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, just that recycling yep. of that. And, yeah. And even the, the context of the song mm. is similar. It's yeah. this, like, cold-hearted person that she yep. was kind of explaining the, the personality of yeah. in both songs. Right. So it's just, you're right, there is that kind of, if someone really likes that sound and, and yep. it's hooky and yep. that kind of thing... It, it works. It's like, when do you start making art for other people? When do you make it for yourself? Mm-hmm. And it's fine. If the only reason you want to make art is for other people, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to judge you. It's just, it, uh, it it takes up space for people who just want to make art. Yep. 
And it's interesting that you say that now as well. I just came from the um, Solange concert. Oh, wow. Oh, I heard amazing things. It was... Uh, yeah, I heard oh the splooshes happened yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, good. Uh, do, you, do you watch Archer? I love Archer. Okay, yeah, sploosh. Yes. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay, great. We're on the same sploosh. wavelength. Sploosh. <laughs> um, just so- the tip. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get ads. <laughs> do you want ads, Lada? Lada! <laughs> yes. We'll just do an hour of... Um, Archer quotes. Archer quotes. Done. <laughs> Hour of Archer quotes. We'll probably fit some Simpsons in there. Uh, I know the whole monologue from um, Wayne's World 2, the Del Preston in the oh thing. God. We could do that later if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Perfect. Usually I've had to have like seven beers before I'll bring it out properly. Yeah. But One coffee uh, and one a glass co- of One coffee and a glass of water. <laughs> in like a sweat box. And a sweat box. <laughs> yeah. That's like seven beers, right? <laughs> oh, my God. But what yeah. were we talking about? <laughs> Solange. Solange. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. She got up on stage and um, kind of paused the gig for a while yeah. and just spoke to the audience. Yeah. And one of the things she said was, and she's like, I got a lot of shit for it, um, was that in an interview she said she doesn't, she's given up on entertaining. She's, mm. She doesn't want to do entertaining. And what she meant by that, which she explained in, on the night, is that it's the, the idea that I am here to entertain you. Yeah. It's about really connecting. It's about yeah. frequencies. It's about a vibe. It's about being present in this moment in time and celebrating something that I truly believe yeah. in. Yep. And you're right. It is like you, you turn that. I think this is the reason why people get the whole selling out um, opinion of commercial radio yeah. is just like you do turn on the radio and you hear so much of the same thing. Yeah. And you're not hearing that like honest, genuine, creative side of people, which is out there, yeah. but just not getting the airplay. Yeah. So it's. I feel like it's a misconception. Maybe it's just the music directors need to kind of like switch on, go and see a couple more gigs in Sydney yeah. and realise yeah. there's a lot of talent Actually out go there. up a bit more. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know what it is that's going to take them like to realise that. And the funny thing is, I'm, again, I now no, I'm No, no, go. Tangent. tangent away. Tangent away. Listening to, I can't remember his name, but the guy who started Nova. And right. um, he was talking about the way that they really cut through the industry at the time. Yeah. And it was literally because they were playing um, independent artists. They were playing, yeah. at the time, I think it was like alt rock or yeah. um, some other, just genres that were not being heard at the time. And they went from like zero to 100 in a yeah. matter of like, I think it was a six-month period or something like that. But right. they really did take on the um, national audience. Wow. Nowadays, when you turn on to Nova, I just feel like you don't really get that variety. Yeah. Um, and he actually said that in the interview too, like you... He he was kind of questioning what the direction of the station now. Yeah. But it's like if that worked in the past so well, and you look at things like, say, Tiny Desk Concerts on yeah, YouTube, yeah. where it's like it really is release, uh, creating careers for so many artists internationally. Yeah. If those things are happening, I don't understand why the automatic thought is not, oh, okay, how about we change up our sound? Totally. We'll insert how about like two or three other artists that you will not and hear even if anywhere what else. What if it's one song every two hours? Exactly, in one rotation. So- it's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably going to help a whole lot of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Look, I only listen to East Side Radio anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> and FBI number one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, they, no, well, they are the two. They are the two radio stations that I actually listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Double J if I've got the internet up, mm-hmm. but that's because. It's like Triple J was 20 years ago. Mm. And, you know, nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but then am I also feeding it to that thing? It's like, I just want to hear things I already know and things I already like. Or is it that I just prefer the style of music? Or maybe the writing was more honest then. Or maybe it was more original. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's I think it's also important though to not beat yourself up about what you're listening to. Oh, like God, no, if no. you love it, it's for your own reasons yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. But 
it's the music directors, I think, that just need to throw in a bit of a mix of, like, old school, new school. And I'm not talking about, like, what they're doing at the moment, which is, like, the same R&B hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) We hear it constantly. Have you heard that new song, The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica? Oh, my God. Driving in the car today. I actually love that song. (laughs) It's actually one of my favourite songs. (laughs) Driving to um, the station today to do the recording on the radio, literally twice within the space of 30 minutes did I flip channels and two stations were playing the same song. Whoa. I don't understand why people are not checking on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, why do you want to sound like the same, exact same? Yeah, yeah. One finished, one was halfway through. Like, wow. why? It's like, at least sync it up, guys. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you're going to be that blatantly yeah. obvious about, like, how yeah. terrible you – not how terrible your music choices are, sorry, I shouldn't say that, how uh, unoriginal your music choices are. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Just literally go, yeah, cool. Call, call Jeremy at mm-hmm. the other one. Mm-hmm. Get on Get on the blower. Like, wait, Jez, I'm going to start, gonna start. you know, a song mm-hmm. at this particular time. Go on, do it. Yeah, cool. No, no worries, Aaron. Cool. Jez and Aaron, that's got to have contact guys. Yeah, Nova and today. Nova yeah. and today. Yeah. Je- Jez from Nova and Aaron from today, of course. <laughs> oh, buddy Jez, he, uh, he owes me 50 bucks, that guy. He lost a bet. <laughs> Again, still still talking about the whole independent artist yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, So now that you've sort of come through, because looking back at your work, um, you have gone through the process of releasing music, as in like recording it, putting it out there through crowdfunding, I saw yep, yep. Um, you, you've done that. Well, that's this album. Yeah. People are mad. Like, Alice, we crowdfunded this four years ago. Where is <laughs> I'm like, I promise I haven't just taken the money to Mexico. Um, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's here, finally. Mm-hmm. I actually had somebody threaten me with, uh, like, I'm going to call today, and t- today tonight on you because I don't think you're actually doing an album. I think you just took our money. <laughs> Wow. And I was like, can I please give you $25 back? Because it is not worth this straight of email. Because I'm already stressed about this album enough. I do not need you on my back. Yeah, someone threatened to take me to today, tonight. I was like, well, obviously, that's an absurd wow. thing. And it's like wrong with your brain. But mm-hmm. it was pretty scary. Yeah. Cool. It's like, wow, people are really mad that I have not done this. I mean, I guess I technically took their money and have not given them the product that they paid for for years. <laughs> But the album's literally called The Fear of Alice Terry. Like, please <laughs> get it. This is not, you know, there's a whole lot of reasons why it's taken a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aside from people... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Tangent, 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 tangent. Good. Very good. It's out. <laughs> this interview is going to go for eight hours. We're already at 30 minutes and I, I haven't really one question. <laughs> I have no idea what that question was. <laughs> great, great. Um, okay, man. No, you're totally fine. But I, I feel like this is still a really honest experience. Like, like you said, you. It sounds like four years ago you had a plan, as yep. in like you're going to fund it. You've got the songs. Yep. You're going to record it, and that kind of thing. And yep. then somewhere in the mix of that, oh, it just didn't. A whole lot of things happen. happened. Life happened. Like confidence was rattled. Like my my sister actually fell really ill about three or four months after it was finished being crowdfunded. So I was kind of in the early stages of planning, like, cool, we'll start doing demos, start doing all this kind of thing, actually start planning exactly how I want it to come out. And then, um, yeah, my sister fell very ill. She had a 50-50 chance of living, was in ICU for a few months. And that really just knocked me. It knocked me right the F out for quite a while. And it took me a long time to pick myself back up from that. So that was one thing that kind of did it. But also my confidence was just not very high. Mm-hmm. Um was this stemming from high school till then? So or? many things. Mm. So many things. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then how do you sort of, I'm assuming it was literally just time that you needed to yeah. be able to build yourself up to now being able to release an album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't try to push it mm-hmm. when it wasn't ready. And I'm so glad that I waited till I was kind of ready to go, cool, here I am. This is who I am. I'm not going to apologize for it and I'm not going to try and shy away from it anymore. Mm-hmm. This is who I am and this is what this album is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of um, at one at some point after you've written the songs mm. and you've recorded them and you've gone through all of that emotional trauma to to then feel like I'm ready to do, to do this, mm. there then has to come in this business side because you are an independent artist yeah. and you've got to sell tickets, you've got to... Business side, pa- <laughs> <laughs> Don't I just make the album and then it sells really well yeah. and then I just have a house and it's nice and... Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, that's how it works. I don't yeah. have to do business. Yeah. What are you doing? Eastern <laughs> suburbs. Oh God, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean no, that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Eastern suburbs. I love you. Oh, I love everybody. Oh. <laughs> but the, this whole thing, I'm I'm wondering, like, in the release of this album, mm. how have you? Because I mean, it is a success already. The fact that you've sold out a show already at Let Billy mm. Newtown, you've got a second one in high demand, you've got this beautiful album Mm. as a a full body of work that you can finally release Mm. how have you navigated actually trying to make to commercialize yourself yourself essentially to to make yourself profitable because it is part of that independent road doing wedding gigs sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah that's yeah kind of Mm. i don't know i don't i honestly don't know Mm -hmm. these are the questions that make me just go oh no no don't ask me (laughs) questions can i just be a child again somebody help me please (laughs) like business no thank you um yeah i guess you know i'm here i'm Mm -hmm. doing an interview to Mm -hmm. try and promote the things um i if anyone's looking to take on a new artist and they're an amazing manager or agent or look anything and I sound like a fun time, <laughs> please contact Eastside Radio and get my details. The album's really good, I promise. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. Right. Uh, I'm just trying. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've, been, I've been in Sydney for 10 years. You, you build up a reputation. Some of the reputation's good. Some of the reputation's not so good. Um, but, yeah, I... I I think just my t- my sheer time here, and mm-hmm. I've done I've done a lot of gigs, and I think I've connected with a lot of people, and I think they want to see me do well. Mm-hmm. So that's why the show sold out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and we've added another one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just connection with people, relationships. The, I guess. the only thing that I can do, like I can't do business. I'm a bloody musician. <laughs> I write nice songs, and then I sing them to people. Uh, but the only thing that I can control is the way that I connect with people, mm-hmm. and that is the. I guess that's the only business I know how to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think comes into oh. when we were talking before. <laughs> Paul forever, aren't I? <laughs> One day. Oh, I am. That's fine. Whatever. But I think you... It, it connects to what we were talking about before the interview, which was that whole branding thing. Of, yeah. Like, you have that creative control over... Um, the way you look, the way you sound, yeah. um, the way you want to market yourself. Yeah. Um, even if you don't feel like that's necessarily a planned thing, yeah. you decide how that happens, when yeah. that happens. And then re- relationships, which is another thing that I've heard around the industry, mm. is a really still a huge component of it. Yeah. It's a re- relationship with your audience and then a relationship with industry people, mm. as in venue owners and um, ticket sellers and managers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And See, that's where I fail a bit. Mm-hmm. I have a good relationship with a few venues, like a really good relationship, but there are some that I don't because, mm-hmm. oh, 
I don't, no, I'm not going to, no. No, you don't have to. But no, I, <laughs> there's good reasons why I don't for some people. Some people don't like to pay you. And so I get mad about that and yeah. then I don't go back. And yeah. some people are very inappropriate mm-hmm. and not particularly friendly. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, wow. Well, that tangent. You know, when you're like, oh, I, I can't say those things. Yeah. I can't say those things. Yeah. That's horrible. Don't say that. Yeah. Even though everybody should be saying it. Um, but nobody is. So, mm-hmm. oh, maybe. Oh. No, I, I don't no, think what you're saying. I don't want to take, I don't want to diss any venue that is putting on live music because there are there aren't enough. There just aren't. And it, with so many closing down, I don't want to diss any of them. Mm-hmm. But I will make the personal preference to not play at some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Tangent, tangent, tangent. <laughs> Let's go back to the question. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> don't worry, I've completely just made myself feel yeah. uncomfortable by talking around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We get another seven coffees. Yeah, yeah. No worries at all. No. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Sponsored by the coffee roasters. Sponsored by blah, the blah, coffee blah. roasters. Blah, blah. <laughs> I well, I'm happy to like move now into the creative side of things because okay. I mean that, that that's what I know about. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> because there no, but as an independent artist, there are those two sides: yeah. the business side yeah, and then yeah. the creative. Yeah, and the creative, like, what oh, you want to do. About business. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> You said this was one of your fun interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up all the things I avoid on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's like, Alice, have you done your EPK yet? Stop asking me questions, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. What do yeah. you want what from me? What do you me? want from me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, I honestly sound like a whingy child when people ask me about business side of things. Like, I can hustle. I can hustle a gig. I can, I can organise mis- mis- myself. Well, <laughs> I can org- organise myself a month of gigs and be, you know, doing all right for that month but yeah organizing an actual business mm. to create around myself is just so daunting because you are the product and you're like what how did I become a product and not a person mm-hmm. it's like can't somebody else just think of me as a product and I just mm-hmm. do my thing mm-hmm. you know anyway it's yeah not exactly something that you're taught how to do no <laughs> well you shouldn't be taught how to do it but I think social media is kind of teaching everybody how to do it you are you are a brand you're a product you, you are just this image online and it's so sick. Like, it is actually sick. So the fact that I have to talk about myself as if I'm this business and a brand, it's like, ah, oh, it just feels so disingenuous and so against who I am. Mm-hmm. So that's. I think that's, okay, that is way better. That's a way better answer to why I shy away from it other than I'm just scared of things. There's <laughs> actually a real reason. It's not, mm-hmm. I just couldn't articulate it a second ago because, you know, lots of coffee and not having eaten. It's kicking in. 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 Good. Brain, brain working. Tangent, 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 tangent. <laughs> Great. Feel free to use that. Um. It should be it should be a drinking game. So every time you <laughs> every sing time the I go, oh, that's a great idea. So please use Damn. this if you can. Okay, so uh, put this bit at the start of the podcast. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast, please call this the Alice Terry Tangent Drinking Game. Every time I go on a weird tangent that has nothing to do with the question asked, please have a shot. If you remember the next twenty minutes of the, of the interview, then uh, you are drinking far too much in your day to day life. <laughs> Also, let's hang out. <laughs> yep. And come to a gig. And come to a gig. It'll be fun. <laughs> 17th of June. Yeah, let Billy Newtown. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let Billy. 17th June. Boom. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I got you. You got me. <laughs> Questions? Anyway. Music. 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 Writing, yes. That stuff that, that stuff. you love to do yes. all the time yeah, when I you're do. ignoring the emails that you're supposed to be answering. Yeah. About oh, I answer yeah. them. I just answer them terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Given that this album has taken 10 years, yeah. given that you started really finding your own writing style at 18, yeah. how? what is your technique? How do you write a song? Uh, 
songs kind of write themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best songs just kind of fall out of me. That kind of idea where there's the, just the idea pool and people are just constantly taking from it. I think that's totally true. And I think that songs um, songs need to be written. There are some, especially if they're from the heart. You know, uh, songs just yeah, songs kind of fall out of me. Well, I <laughs> want to take the example of something like these troubled seas. Yeah, it's a really beautiful. Um, quite sad, really dark, yeah. bluesy, folky ballad, yep. um, which again is a great example of the kind of contrast that you've got throughout the entire yeah. album. Yep. Writing something that is so personal and having seen you perform, mm. you're also very talkative about your own personal life, yeah. kind of opening up about that. How do you get into that headspace? Because I mean, you mentioned at the start how you kind of beat yourself up about like, oh, 14-year-old me writing songs was just yeah. like, oh, oh I would yeah. never want anyone to hear that. Yeah, yeah. But how do you push past that? Uh, you just get good at it. <laughs> you just get really good at writing songs and then you don't care anymore. No. Um, uh, I think there are obvious things. And if you have tasted music, as I hope, hopefully I think I do, um, you know what makes a good song and you know what sometimes doesn't. You know things that are overly used and contrived and not not particularly creative or interesting and you can tell it some things that are so I think that when you do write those great songs the songs that fall out in 10 minutes you go whoa what just happened wow oh wow I have this cool thing um yeah I think they're, they're, that's what was the question <laughs> oh, I just distracted myself I, <laughs> I just distracted myself and forgot what I was saying Writing music. Writing music, yeah. Did, where What's was your formula? Was formula. Yeah. Oh, there isn't one. Yeah. I, yeah, f- for me there isn't one. Um, every, yeah, every now and then, yeah, it'll just kind of fall out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a fairly emotional human being mm-hmm. um, and I think that you don't have to be that kind of the, that tortured artist. It kind of helps. <laughs> it does. And I wonder, like, when you were talking about, like, your high school experience yeah. of you sort of retracting into yourself from the bullying. Yeah. And also, but, like, that contrast of, like, I'm a, like, excited, like, I, I want to express my personality yeah. and that being pushed back. How do you kind of, I guess, be that? emotional and open but like allow yourself to be that if you're if you're so if you've retreated into yourself but you've got all this stuff that you want to say i am so emotional that i cannot keep it in Mm -hmm. i try you i can't really lie because you can see exactly what i think on my face like i cannot keep an emotion in. if i'm feeling something it's there it's at the forefront there's nothing i can do about it i've tried it's like you're so emotional i was keep it together i'm like i physically can't if there is something that is sad or happy i am just i react so Heavily, So I think that kind of helps me write songs, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I see a situation or I have something happen to me and I go, oh, and I, I feel it so deeply and so heavily that I have to write a song about it. So it that is essentially therapy. But I think that, I think that's what we as writers and artists do. Like we all kind of feel things uh, in an intense way so that we can get it out and other people can then hear it and have that same emotional experience and have that kind of like catharsis as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mm. was these troubled seas a prime example of that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh-huh. Oh, the whole album is a prime example of that. Actually, I think one of the few songs that aren't is Emotion. Mm-hmm. Emotion was just a fun song, and like, yeah, it's all true. Like, it's still based on a relationship that I had, but 
it was, I want to write a fun song for once. And I was like, I don't want to just write about all this really depressing stuff. How about I just write a fun song? And the riff kind of came to me and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep going with this. And then I jammed it out with the band. I was like, cool, done. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's have a song on this mm-hmm. album that isn't like, oh God, so deeply personal that I have to cry a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I, when you say like you want to write a fun song, yeah. does that sort of mean, was that the first example of when you started thinking about say the the genre of the song that you wanted whereas like in previous examples it sounds a bit more like just organic the, yeah, the, yeah the lyrics might direct you in a way yeah actually yeah it's actually, it's, it probably is one of the first songs that I've written which is yeah I wrote it for a purpose I, I wanted you know I, I like to play in a band I love having my amazing amazing mm-hmm. band and we get on stage and there's a whole set of ballads and you kind of go really utilising this band <laughs> like this band is hot like this band is so hot uh, how about I try writing some other tunes um, and Emotion is a prime example of that but I think I've like hot I've actually kind of written the second album already uh, yes. <laughs> like the, this one is not taking 10 years I'm telling you yes. uh, if I'm not here within a year and a half slap me in the face mm-hmm. I'm saying right here you get everyone 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 here in this podcast is like to slap me hard in the face <laughs> If in one and a half years' time I'm not promoting my second album, I know I mean that. You get to walk up to me in the street, don't say anything, just slap me in the face. I'll know what it's about. And if anybody's like, why did you just slap that woman in the face? I'll explain to them it's because I didn't have my damn album out. But I will. Anyway, so uh, for the second album, I actually started writing. You're putting an, an expletive warning on this, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. oh yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> um, I, wrote, I wrote this uh, jazz ballad about someone who I, I thought I loved and uh, he was a massive douchebag. Um, and it was this beautiful kind of like yearning torch song. And then I realised he was a yeah. fucking cunt. If I'm going to say it. Yeah. And I turned it into a big fuck off country song. Uh-huh. And it just made me feel better. I was like, yes, I'm not giving this person heartfelt crap I'm gonna give this person a big kick in the balls with this song so I've started actually writing faster music and band music for a good purpose though anyway okay yeah I'm so it's kind of funny because when you mentioned that your original experience mm. was um, writing for theater plays and like writing a whole score yeah. I'm assuming you're oh, utilizing it wasn't, it wasn't uh, necessarily a score uh, it was just a group of songs mm-hmm. to go through. it was some, kind of like a soundtrack uh, it for a movie almost um, it was about Ivan Malat and the Malat brothers. Okay. <laughs> really hectic. Uh, and actually, it's kind of where Six Feet Deep came from. Right. I'd, I'd written the first intro bit uh, and I'd kind of toyed with the other ideas in the song, but I hadn't finished it. And then the opening song for that play ended up being Six Feet Deep. Right. Fun fact. And I just remembered <laughs> that then. I was like, oh, that's right. That's where that came from. Goodness. Well, that- Learning things about myself. <laughs> Getting to know you, getting, getting to know all about you. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's, I'm so glad you said that because yeah. that's actually one of my questions. I'm, I really loved that single. Thank you. And it's just like that metaphor kind of that um, runs through it. It's it's a little bit more because I, I obviously you've got three singles out at the yeah. moment. You've got Six Feet Deep, you've got Emotion, and then you've got These Troubled Seas. Yeah. And all three of them are very contrasting. Yeah. You get really different light and shade from you, not just your vocal, but personalities that yeah. are coming through. And you just, I, I really love that it's a little bit dirty, it's a little oh, bit yeah. sultry. And is that kind of where it was coming from? And then, like, picture, picturing you back in that kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Technically, I was a dead backpacker. <laughs> like, um, 
but yeah, it had to be this kind of seduction almost that I I had um, fallen into. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that that's actually one of the. Uh, I think that's the only song on it that is not one hundred percent accurate. Like I didn't kill anyone. Yeah, <laughs> I make jokes about that I did on stage. I'm like, oh, sorry, that song was a total lie. I love gin. So <laughs> there's an opening line of the song. It's like I drink whiskey. I don't drink gin. And then the the end of the song is that I murdered this guy. Right. And then after the song, I always say, oh, sorry, I just totally told you a lie. Then I love gin. <laughs> it was like ah ha 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 funny. Um, but if you come to my gig, just pretend I ha- didn't tell you that I do that, and just be surprised when I eventually do. Because <laughs> I will. Yeah. You know, you get your go-to lines, and you're like, oh, there it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that that idea of um you coming up now with these really beautiful, well-thought-out songs, mm. whereas, like, way back when you, you didn't <laughs> feel that confidence. Were you listening to any particular writers at the, um, the time that really inspired you to develop your... Uh, well, you know, over 10 years I've listened to a lot of writers. Um, some of my favourites are Fiona Apple, Beatles, is obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, like, some of my favourite writers come from grunge, like 90s grunge. I love the riff-heavy... You know, or like like Soundgarden, Tom Morello, like Tom Morello's earlier stuff and his earlier Audio Slave stuff. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. It's so a lot. My, yeah, I've, I've got ve- pretty varies like like Ray Charles and then Audio Slave or Soundgarden. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, hmm, that, yeah, that seems fine. That's good. Seems You're fine. eclectic. Yeah, I'm eclectic. That's easy. And, that, and I think that's what it shows. It shows on the record, like uh, the whole thing. You kind of go, whoa, there's like a is that a how many horns are in that? Uh, seven. Cool. Oh, is that, is that a weird, uh, is that a weird clarinet solo? Yes, it is. Uh, and then the next song is an acoustic guitar song. Exactly. Like it's it 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 doesn't make sense, but somehow it does. Well, I think because you're in it. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe you know what I mean. Like you're the, the you're the through line for the, the yeah, entire yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Also, my amazing, amazing, amazing engineer and producer Simon Cohen um, from Three Hundred One. Uh, yeah, his, his touches on it just made it. So cohesive, and it just yeah, he did a brilliant job as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I mean, it shines in the singles, and when I think when people come out and see it live, they'll yeah. understand that. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you speaking of like production mm. and, and three hundred one studios, and um, you finally after like the ten year period got them written and ready to go. Yeah. Did anything change in the recording process? Oh, like, so yeah. many things. <laughs> so we actually started recording uh, the beds, so like the bass, drums, guitar. About three years ago. Wow. Three and a half years. No, three, about three years ago probably. No, I don't know. Time changes. Uh, my, and my perception <laughs> of it is definitely different. Um, yeah, I think three years ago. Yeah, anyway. Uh, and then uh, over the years we just started chipping away at bits and pieces and I'd, I'd go and spend a few hours doing this and a few hours doing that and it just kind of, oh, things changed dramatically from how they started. Um, but also I was on a budget, so I couldn't change things too much. <laughs> Sometimes we're like, oh, I wish I could put like another another four bars of this in there and I wish I could change this chord slightly. But I'd kind of just go, you know what? It's a snapshot of what we could do at the time. It's a snapshot of what I can do at this particular moment. And here it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And yeah, because I, I wonder that too. I feel like some people kind of walk in like they know what they, they have the idea in their head. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there and, and that's it is yeah. what it is. But I feel like because you've got so much variety on the release, yeah. because there has been 10 years um, in the lead up to this, yeah. there's just so many different variables that would have changed what it autom- autom- oh, like came out with. We got to the second last track, Ain't No Way, and it was always a big like... Again, a big fuck you song. Uh, same person, actually. I hate that guy. Anyway, <laughs> if you're listening to this, no, I'm not going to come to you. No, 
<laughs> no, I don't. No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure you're fine. Um, yeah, this song, and all I had was this like really kind of cool chorus. It's like and Stacky Phil Stack on bass is just like he's got his stankiest bass face on. It's just this groovy, dirty feel, and it's like. This like big man chorus kind of like underneath me and it's just like that was the whole thing and then I was like cool this song's done and then I was like wait a minute I didn't write a bridge and we hadn't decided on a soloist uh <laughs> and then we're getting to we literally started recording and I was like that's right what are we gonna do here? <laughs> like Alice you forgot to write a bridge I was like I forgot to write a bridge um give me five minutes and I literally just like left the room got a piece of paper took my guitar and I was like alright guys here's the here's the here's the um, here's the charts um, this is how it goes I'm, I'm, the horn line does this so don't do any notes like this and uh, let's go wow and it's the best bridge I've ever written by far I just need I need pressure to write sometimes uh-huh. I like writing for a purpose as well so it's like I have five minutes to write this bridge everyone's gonna get mad that I'm taking too long I'm just gonna do it great that is. <laughs> I mean, to go from I hate what I'm writing right yeah, yeah. now to oh, I'll take me five minutes to yeah, write a bridge. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be the best bridge I ever freaking wrote. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that I, must I be. I write a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you just get you you get to know what works after a while, mm-hmm. uh, and you get to know how to tap into parts of your personality, which is just gonna. It's gonna get you. Some, it's just gonna get you some lyrics. And you know what? They might not be the best lyrics you've ever written, but it's what you've got at the moment. And I think the best thing about songwriting is you literally have a limitless supply of product, if that makes sense. Like it's, I, I could, I could just, I could write you ten songs today. Mm-hmm. They might not be brilliant. So one, one or two might be like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. But I can literally write an endless amount of things. There might be things that get repeated, but. I think that's kind of the beauty of songwriting. You can just keep going. Mm-hmm. Your brain is this limitless thing that you can just keep creating from. And with practice, you can get kind of good at banging out a bridge in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. I heard Sam Smith say a similar thing where yeah. he was like, "Every ten for every ten songs, there's one good song oh, yeah. in that. Yeah. And it's I think it's it's that old saying of it is a muscle. Yeah. And you just have to repeatedly use it. Totally. Get yourself past that whole, yeah, it's going to sound like crap to begin yeah, yeah. with. Yeah. But once you're past that, yeah. you write a full album. Oh, Live, live, <laughs> live in a Lie, the first song, I think I remember jotting down lyrics for it. Just like little lyric ideas, maybe like six or seven years ago. And there were just little lyric ideas. And I didn't, have, I didn't have the rhythm. I didn't really have anything else then, but it was just, I'd write down this. It was kind of fun. It's just kind of funny little jokes, things that I thought were kind of cute and kind of funny and imagery that I liked. And I would just write them on, like, receipts if I was working at a day job. I was like, pull out the receipt, <laughs> rip it off, just write down, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, put it in my bra, and then, like, say, like, literally write it down, put it in my bra, and take it home and go, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, put that in the book. Very good. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about again? <laughs> Writing music, you're totally yeah, on I'm topic. Yeah, writing music. Yeah, yeah, I'm on topic. Hey, yeah. I'm on topic. Oh my god, I'm actually on topic. <laughs> Don't take that drink. Don't take that drink. We didn't go on a tangent. Like- yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just forgot what I was talking about. Ooh. <laughs> I think I need to just drink coffee more often yeah. and not eat food for breakfast. Yeah. Just coffee yeah. for breakfast. Exactly. Liquid, liquid breakfast. Liquid lunch. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, liquid lunch technically would technically be wine. So yeah. <laughs> maybe not that. Let's not. Let's not just do that every day. <laughs> Some days, sure. Some days. Do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. You are your own woman you and do man. 
Ooh, just your own damn person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now okay, now you can have a shot because we did go on a tangent that yeah, time. <laughs> that time we technically did go on a tangent. So, yes, you may have a shot now. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The writing muscle. Yeah. I sometimes – I get to a point where I'm, I'm writing and I'll realise it's not going to be good. And sometimes I will just kind of go, ah, I'm giving up on this. Okay. And every now and then you'll come back to it and go, <sighs> at the time the idea that I thought this was wasn't good, but now I'm looking back at it, I've got a different idea of how I can use this. And I have actually had lines and especially lyrically, you've got different perspectives on the, on the words that you're writing down. There are some – I have an endless amount, like in my phone, I've got endless amounts of notes. Mm. And sometimes I'll just go through them and go, ooh, what is that? Fuck, I was drunk when I wrote that. <laughs> That's terrible. Just delete. Like sometimes you were just like, ooh, get rid of that. I don't mm. even, like if I die and somebody picks up my phone and they read this dribble, they'll be like, wow, she was a terrible songwriter. What? <laughs> she just had a few flukes and put them on an album. Um, but there are some you're like, ah. Oh, that's very insightful and witty. Ooh, I like that. Keep that. And I still like I still won't have used it, but mm-hmm. I was going, make sure I don't delete that, because that might come in handy one day when I'm stuck for an idea and you go, ooh, there it is. Or if you need to ride a bridge in five minutes. Need to ride a bridge in five minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. The five minute bridge. It's on eight no way. Mm. Uh, so please check it out. <laughs> the, yeah. And then, so at least with writing, you have that ability to just constantly work on it. You can take notes, like you said. Yeah, yeah. You can bounce ideas off different musicians. Yep. Performing, on the other hand, yep. is a different kind of kettle of fish in, its, in itself. Yeah. Because you, like, I mean, yes, you, you said you weren't afraid of hustling for a gig. Yeah, yeah. But every gig's different. Like, you can't you can't be an all-out, like, loud performer if you're doing, like, a, a pub and it's kind of, no, like, people no, are drinking and, and that kind of thing. To be honest, like, if, I, if I'm doing background music, I, I stay in the background. Yeah. Uh, it because, Unfortunately, Sydney is the home of background music, <laughs> yep. um, which, as much as I hate it, that's how I make the most money. Mm. Um, and, unfortunately, I need to do it to sustain myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it is soul-destroying to be a background musician, but you sometimes just go, you know what, I'm going to save my energy um, for when I'm in the foreground. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, give my heart and soul to this because I only have so much of it to give. And if I start giving it four nights a week to people who do not care and I don't get any of that love back, it, it just destroys you after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing these gigs with my band for an audience who really want to be there. Because there are so many times you, you're, you're playing to an audience who do not care at all. Mm. And it, doesn't, it does not matter how good you are. Like, you could put, like, like I've seen people ignore Ray Thistle's like, like <laughs> and he's got one of the most amazing voices ever. It's like, ah, you people are really stupid. <laughs> like, I watch people ignore, like, I've, I've seen people ignore Billy and Innie, two of my best mates and two of the finest singers you can find in this town. And I've seen people ignore them and it's like, are you, can you people not hear or do you just not care? Mm. And... You see people try and give their heart and soul, but you just go, you know what? Save this for people who care. And I don't know if that is what's killing music in Sydney in some ways. Is it? Is it the fact that people are getting so drained for giving themselves 100% all of the time and therefore people don't think live music is that great? Or is it that punters are being told that they're allowed to just consider us as, you know, the jukebox in the corner that doesn't have a soul or feelings? And isn't trying, mm. and completely ignore you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the answer is. Mm. Is it is it that we just completely overhaul music? If we can get all of the venues to agree, all right. From now on, we will not put somebody in the corner and um, tell them that the, the background and ask them to turn down because people can't hear themselves talk. It's like 
why would you put live music in a venue then if you want people to hear themselves talk? Live music is not to be talked over. Yeah. And I think that if we can all, if all of the venues at the same time were, all right, on the same day, we are going to cut doing this. We're going to build a small stage. We're still going to have music on, but we're going to actually raise it up a little bit so it looks like we care. Yeah. If everybody did that at the same time, I think that's what would fix it, that music. Yeah, no, first, I'm a genius. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> In saying that, I'm still going to go do my covers gig on Thursday night because I need the bloody money. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's, it's just such a double-edged sword. It's like you want it to be great, but you can't afford it to be great. Yeah. Because exactly. this town just only cares about money in many ways. Mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys, please come to my gig on the 17th of June. It's going to be really good. <laughs> I'll be on a proper stage, guys. Oh, like, it's going to be like a really good stage. You'll see me better. I'm, I'm, I'm building stage. Um, I'm making this a show. I'm making this a proper show. I'm making it look pretty. I'm making it look like me. <laughs> I'm actually dressing up the venue. Take me through that. I want to know, because you've gone through this evolution, if you look at your older stuff, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you were saying before yeah, the interview, yeah. laid back, stripped back, but yeah, now yeah. it is loud, it is yep. proud, it is yep. pink, it yep. is wonderful. Take me through that. Um, I, <laughs> I love RuPaul's Drag Race, okay, guys? No, um, I do. Like, I really do, obviously. Who doesn't? Um, anyone without a heart. Um, no. Oh. This is who I am. This is who I am. And I spent a lot of years hiding it. And I'm just not going to do that anymore. And who I am is wearing, you know, patterns that clash and are so brightly coloured that you get people who like go, mm, at you in the streets. Like, mm, who is that person? They're clearly on drugs. It's like, I might be on drugs, but you don't know that. I'm not. I'm kidding. Um, I just look like I am a lot of the time. Um, clothing wise, not my face. Yeah. It's fine. Um, wow, I really needed to explain that to Mum, I'm not doing drugs, I promise. <laughs> um, I just sound and look like I am. But that's just my personality. <laughs> exactly, it's just my personality. I exactly. sound and look like I'm on acid all the time. Yeah. But I promise I'm not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it's, it is self-expression. What you, what you put out onto the world is, is telling them who you are. And if me wearing a giant parrot jumper that is so brightly coloured that it actually hurts your eyeballs to look at and cunt earrings and bejazzled boots, then, and... <laughs> That kind of does tell you I am. I'm a bit sparkly and I'm a bit loud and I'm a bit bright. And uh, I clash <laughs> with myself uh, constantly. Um, but yeah, I think it is totally self-expression, especially if you have the platform to do that. If you're on stage, you might as well show people who you are mm. because they want to know. People want to know. If you're, if you're they're writing songs and performing your music, and especially if it's deeply personal music, they want to know exactly who you are inside out. Sometimes that's a little confronting. <laughs> people are like, I'm your best friend. It's like, we've never met before, but thank you for coming to my gig. <laughs> I do appreciate it, uh, but I don't know who you are, so please stop hugging me this much. I like a little hug. I love a little hug, but it's like, this has been five minutes of hugging yeah. and I need yeah. to leave to yeah. the bathroom. Um, <laughs> but, you know, show people who you are, and this is who I am. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. the, in the entire album and, like, the, the live performance is yeah. coming out. You just have to do it. People, yeah. Unless you're doing something completely authentically, what's the point of doing it? Mm, exactly. I mean, that's the whole reason why you got into it. You left yeah. your retail job and just yeah. decided, I've had enough. It's I time. want to perform. But since I was since I was 12, you know, I was like, that's it. I'm doing this. This is the thing I like. This is who I am. Let me do this. <laughs> Anyone who tries to tell me no, I will cry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, I'll tell them to. No, at the time, I would just probably cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But emotional human. Very emotional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't tell by the music. The lead single was literally called Emotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
At least it's a happy song. It is. It's yeah. like the only truly happy song in the album. Yeah. And even then, it's still not. It's about like, <laughs> it's like I can't have quite yeah, a yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't. I don't know why. He just yeah. didn't. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. I'm still here. By I'm the way. here. By the way. <laughs> just hanging out. Come to my gig. Why not? Come to my gig. Just come to me. Literally. Bring me some Italian panties. <laughs> Uh, if you are coming to the gig, by the way, um, the uh, the theme is pink and red uh-huh. because they are the, that's the colour scheme for the album. So please dress in pink and red because I want everyone to look and feel fabulous. If you don't want to dress in pink, brother, don't. Do whatever you want to do. But I just think it would be fun if everyone kind of did a theme. We'll just look like a giant vagina <laughs> flooding through the... <laughs> this is what I mean. An entire room, pink yeah. and red. Why not? Why not? I'm I'm currently crafting things, yeah, with my hot glue gun yeah. that I bought the other day with my pink hot glue gun, um, to like be all around the stage, and I've got all these things, yeah, just make it a bit cool, yeah, yeah, exactly, get get amongst it, yeah, that's gonna do something, do it a hundred percent, exactly, do it a little extra, yeah, and it's guaranteed that you are going to be doing that, so it's oh not like you'll be God. alone, you don't even know, oh my goodness, ah, <laughs> oh. I had a costume change. <laughs> Yes. Of oh course God, I have yes. a costume change. I even have an eyelash change. How are you going to do that? No, no, I'm just going to glue an extra pair on top of So I'm going to wear the ones I'm currently wearing, which yeah. are the kind of subdued I'm doing. I'm doing like a folky kind of acoustic pretty mm-hmm. set, mm-hmm. Um, which Green Moher suits are going to come Adele in. Adele one. Adele look. Like, you know, oh, I was like, do not refer to me as Adele. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. That white girl line, eyeliner. I get it. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. I'm kidding. It just happens to me all the time. Um, no, no, but yes, it is the Adele lash. It is the kind of like nice. It's like not small. It's mm. not understated, but it's like mm. just pretty and bit glam. Yeah. And the other one is like, wow, that's drag queen. You are mm. a drag queen. <laughs> Zed, are you a drag? Yes, I'm a drag queen. Yeah, yeah. That's the second pair of lashes that I'll be sticking on. Um, there's sequins, there's, yeah, there's all kinds of things. There's a yep. giant pink tutu. Of course there is. Oh, my God. You don't, even know, you don't even know. <laughs> just, you have to come. You have, just, you have to come. And just for the outfits alone. <laughs> I've, I've really, I've really done a number. I have somebody um, currently altering a particular, which cost me a lot more than I thought. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, the top I think I bought for $40 and it's cost me $130 to alter it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's like please come to the show. I need to. Uh, I need to be kept in eyelashes. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> like buy the album. That's twenty. That's two pairs of eyelashes. Yeah. If I get them on sale, three, uh, which I might wear all at the same time. Um, yeah, no, this top. My goodness, I was like, look, it's way too high cut. I need to be showing the girls off. Yeah, um, not tight enough. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the only instruction. I was like, and the shoulder pads could be a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Not things people usually say these days. Like, no, no, I definitely want those shoulders. She's like, do you want the shoulder pads kept in? I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, yes. can you make them a little bigger? She's like, all right, crazy woman. It's like, have you seen me? Have yeah, it's you like, seen I am my I'm probably going to be sticking giant epaulets on them anyway, so don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it, girl. Just tighten that thing up and get the girls out. You should send a photo to the alterations person once, like, Oh, glam. I will. Yeah, I think I will. So she, yeah. Does it, yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a life-size cardboard cutout mm-hmm. so she can put it in her <laughs> tiny store underneath QVB. This is an, is an example of yeah. my clientele. It'll, it'll cost me two hundred dollars to print the <laughs> giant life-size cardboard cutout, but it'll be worth it. She'll appreciate it, or she'll just burn it immediately <laughs> and be like, "Who is this crazy person bringing me life-size cardboard cutouts of herself?" Plus an album. Oh yeah, she can yeah. have an album. Yeah. I mean, if she does a great job in the alteration, she can have an album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Have it in the shop. I mean, you know, you got to sell tickets. Maybe, yeah. 
Maybe I'll give her a double pass. Who knows? Let's see how good the top turns out first. I'm picking it up on Wednesday. I'll let you know. I'll call in yep. just to any of the presenters and be like, hey, just so you know, in case Mel's there, um, just let her know the top worked out great. They'll be like, okay. Um, anyway, back to uh, regular programming. Uh, someone turn the now phone off, please. Traffic and weather. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you want to do traffic and weather? Uh, it's currently raining in Newtown and the traffic's pretty good. Yep. I don't drive, so I don't really know. You know wants to teach me how to drive as well? That'd be really handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> if, anyone, Flowers, if anyone's gotten to an hour, an hour is. into this podcast and they're still actually listening to me just go off on tangents for a million years, um, then, uh, yeah, please teach me how to drive. Yep. In fact, that is a tangent in and of itself, so there have a go. shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a shot. Bring it all yeah. back. <laughs> I'm like... Woo. We did get through this. Is this the longest podcast you've ever had? No, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yep. Oh. Too long. Oh, well. Yep. Well, it's time to change that. <laughs> we'll keep okay. going. I'm going to talk about anything for a long time. <laughs> Up late with Alice Terry. Up late with Alice Terry. It's like, what time is it right now? I have no idea what time it is. I have no concept of time. It is 1.53. 1.53. Yeah. Well, let's just keep going until yeah. it's, you know, midnight or so. <laughs> so I can bring some beers to the studio. We'll just keep, we'll just keep this going. Solve all the world's problems. I've solved Sydney music, Sydney live music's yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, we solved radio, commercial radio. We solved commercial radio. What else? Yep. What else we got? Yeah, um, live music scene. Got any issues um, at the moment in your life? I know you're pretty busy. You're working two jobs. How's that going? <laughs> if I can have more time, are you taking? Are you taking some you time? Not really. Not okay, enough. great. Not enough. I mean, salon was nice, but you know what? You could have like a little foot spa in here as you oh do my these. God, yes. You should just have a little foot spa. Yes. Get someone to come give you a mani pedi whilst you're, or only interview musicians who know how to give really good mani pedis. <laughs> Are you one of them? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I play guitar and immediately chip my nails. And I go, oh, well, that seems fine. I'll leave that for a few weeks. <laughs> I'll just paint a few more layers over the top. It's like my attention to detail is good when it comes to putting together looks. But uh, uh, my care factor of it being a little bit rough around the edge is whatever. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to go get my shellac done. You got eye, you got eyelashes to okay. buy, and I got eyelashes to buy. To uh, what do you call it? Shwarovski, Sh- Sh- yeah. I was going to say. But <laughs> at some what point, Shwarovski something. Yeah, <laughs> can't afford that kind of jewel. My goodness, I'm a musician. One day, one day, one day, yeah. one, day. one day, I'll be able to glue Shwarovski crystals, <laughs> crystals, crystals onto my boots. That's the dream. That is actually the dream. When I was a little girl, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll be a musician because they make lots of money. And uh, then I'll be able to glue Swarovski crystals onto my boots. That was the only dream. So mm-hmm. we're getting there. Yeah. I mean, you're part of the way there. I mean, I own a hot glue gun now. Yeah. So. I <laughs> just need to sign that contract deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how about I be the next piece of shorts? Oh, yeah. That's a yeah, great yeah. idea. Oh, my God. Uh, if anyone wants to endorse me for anything, I'll take anything for free. Um, and I'll, I'll promote anything as well. Like, mm. you know. I can't yeah. think of what I'd promote right now, but I'll do it. I'll do it. Eyelashes. Eyelashes. Yes. Oh, pink things. Great, be a great anything pink. <laughs> Italian peonies. Anything pink and eyelashes. I should st- I should start a little store. I'll put it in Newtown. It's called Etsy. any anything pink. No, no. I think it wanted it to be a physical okay. store. Mm-hmm. Anything pink. Italian peonies and eyelashes. It's very specific. <laughs> um, very specific store. I think it'd do well though. <laughs> In Newtown, it makes sense. In Newtown, it makes sense. Maybe in Marrickville. Marrickville's mm. a bit more up and coming now. Mm-hmm. Newtown's a bit too spano. Oh, I see. Oh, the rent. I don't the know rent. What that oh, means. it's expensive. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> rent. 
The rent on King Street, my goodness. Yeah. You don't even want to know. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine owns a bar and uh, he's like, this is how much rent I pay per month. I was like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. No wonder bars and everything has to close. The rent is so high. Yeah. yeah. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. They just they don't want to they don't want a scene, they don't want entertainment, they don't no. want enjoyment. No. I hate I enjoyment. Yeah. I get it. I hate enjoyment. <laughs> Terrible. Never laughed in my life. Hate it. <laughs> Jokes. Horrible. What? <laughs> Gross. Icky. What I'm hoping that everyone that has listened to this and has gotten through to an hour and a bit. Yeah. I mean, after we actually cut out the bits that we can't put to air. Oh, yeah. There's a few yeah. bits. I was like, please don't put that on air. <laughs> I have a horrible <laughs> reputation to uphold. <laughs> you want, mm, sorry. I was going to say, one, I've got a tangent. One of my favourite um, songs is Green My Hair who are supporting me at my launch. So this is actually not a terrible tangent. Uh, Green My Hair are one of my favourite bands and some of my favourite songwriters and just gorgeous people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got this um, song called... Reputation. It's like you may get a reputation. Mm-hmm. Once you get a reputation, you are stuck with it. I'm like, yes, that's go. very funny. Yeah. Anyway, and true. <laughs> anyway, that was uh, my horrible rendition of Green Mojo Suits. Reputation. Uh, you can see them do it really well mm-hmm. at my album launch on the 17th of June at Lead Belly. If you already have a ticket to the 16th, lucky duck, um, there are still available. There are tickets to the 17th, though. Mosh Ticks, my Facebook page, which you can also fang a like on. See, this is how I'm good at business. I'm like, I'll, pr- I'll spruik things. I've got no problem spruiking. But that's about all i got. That's literally where I was taking this. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like I'm reading your mind. Completely I'm reading your questions. Yeah. No, I can't read. What am I talking about? <laughs> They're upside down, so I mean that's pretty talented. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, no, I literally can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I can write songs, I can't. I can read. write, I just can't read. <laughs> Some people say I can speak Spanish, just can't read it. I can, I can, I can write English, I just can't read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going really weird. This is not oh, how I imagined this to go. <laughs> but I'm glad it's done this. You know, exactly. You know, I think I used. In fact, I I used to do interviews differently. I'd be like. Oh, you know, I just politely answer questions. Mm-hmm. So just say what comes to your head. There's yeah. a reason your head is different to other people's heads yeah. and that's why other people like to know what is in your head because it's different and it's a bit weird. Say the thing. Just say the thing. And I think the best part about it is that, like, now that you're not answering like that, yeah. at the end of the interview, you're like me where your face hurts yeah, yeah, because yeah. you've been <laughs> laughing the entire time. Well, yeah. Yeah. I want, I want, to, I want my face to hurt. Yeah. No, I hate jokes. hate <laughs> laughter. hate it. <laughs> Entertainment. Blah. Yeah. Poo, icky. <laughs> Saw a great gig last night. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bull and the Finer Cuts at the East Sydney Hotel. Nice. They do it every Sunday, actually. Great jazz gig. Okay. Hot tip. I'll be adding that to the list. Ben Panucci from the New Venusian. Oh, oh, my God. I just promoted a show because he's doing Inner Westerville at Leadbelly. I love Benny. He's the yeah. sweetest Benny. So, so one of like the best men I know. He's just a really solid dude. Anyway, love Benny. I did an interview with him. And he was in an airport at the time. Yeah. We were chatting away and he yeah. gave me like some of the best answers. Yeah. I kicked myself because the second he hung up, I realised that the computer shut itself. Oh, no. Lost an hour's worth of interview. I was so Oh, my God. Did you tell angry. him? Yeah. Oh. So he was in the air. Oh, Benny. Like, oh, so Benny. Sorry. Poor Benny. Did I, you do it again? 
Uh, we haven't yet. Right. I want to at least when he's got an album coming out. Yeah, yeah. Which with his new single is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I love Benny. Mm-hmm. Ben Panucci. Support Ben Panucci. <laughs> love Ben Panucci. Well, speaking of, that was going to be my very final oh, yes. question. Yeah. Uh, who are three artists that we must know about? Ben one. Ben Panucci. Uh, Green Moher suits. Mm-hmm. Uh. Because Billy McCarthy is focusing on her um, cabaret show, mm-hmm. I'll say Ines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And I was, I was like, I, I want to say both of them. Oh, you and this in three. Oh, God damn it. You're allowed to. Well, Billy McCarthy's also doing an amazing cabaret show called Billy McCarthy Takes Up Space, which is about being a big girl in a small world. The fact that it's returning. Oh, like, she oh. killed it. That girl killed it. She made me feel real feelings. <laughs> I cried a whole lot, like a whole lot. I mean, I'm an emotional person to begin with, but uh, people that I know who are not cried. She's in, like, and laughed their asses off. Yeah, she's doing her um, second run. She's just doing one show at the news agency mm-hmm. uh, in uh, on Piedmont Bridge Road. Mm-hmm. Piedmont Bridge Road. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. They moved. No, no. But- it is on Piedmont Bridge Road. It, it's not It's not near the Vic anymore. No, my friend Ali Flett runs it. I go there all the time. They've got a gorgeous piano. I go and play it sometimes. Um, what's the address? Anyway, the news agency. Google. Google. Um, Billy McCarthy uh, takes up space. She's doing it, I think, end of June. But yeah, definitely go see that. And then Ines' uh, new music, which is coming out, is just gorgeous as well. Her mm. writing's gorgeous. And Green My Her Suits are my favourite band, mm. so... Perfect. And Benny Panucci, he's just the gorgeous, <laughs> oh, such gorgeous friends I have. So gorgeous and talented. Lucky duck. You are lucky. I'm lucky. You I'm lucky as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm nuts, but I'm lucky. <laughs> you need sanity when you've got lovely people, right? <laughs> now, before we get completely kicked out of the studio, oh, okay, right. reminding okay. everyone out there. Yes. 16th and 17th of June. 16th is sold out. out lucky you if you got a ticket. 17th of June at Lead Belly in Newtown. Yep. You can go and see The Fear of Alice Terry live. Yes. For this pleasure. Please go and support it. I hope you have loved every second of this interview. Ah. And congratulations if you made it. <laughs> Thank you. Still somewhat sober and to one hour and a bit. Yeah, yes, well yep. done. Impressive. I mean, you have a drinking problem, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's not fine. But yeah, we are getting kicked out right we're now. So. Out. <laughs> we're, we're getting the official knock. What if we just hole ourselves in here? Yeah. Was barricade the door saying, like, no, let's talk shit for another hour and a half. <laughs> um, no. But thank you. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for supporting live music. Thank you for being a bloody legend. No worries. Terry, I hope your face hurts now that you've somehow materialised a six-pack and you've been absolutely won over by the charm of Alice. Don't forget that if you want to get onto her show, you need to head to the bio of this podcast and grab your tickets fast. The 16th is sold out, so it's only the 17th of June at Lead Billy in Newtown that is available. Now, just to give you a heads up, there will also be a whole lot more archive sessions of Take One Backstage coming your way. These are interviews that have never been aired in 
full before, interviews with the likes of Baldwin, Sagrada Familia, Vince Jones and so much more. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your chosen podcasting app to keep up to date with new releases. And also, I would absolutely love you forever. If you love what you hear, head to iTunes and leave me a review. It helps people find the podcast and I would be absolutely eternally grateful. One last thing is a big thank you to shout out right now to Max Wills for putting the interview together and to Jane Franco for promoting the hell out of it. That's all from me, but until next time, keep on supporting live music. You've been listening to Take One. You have been listening to Eastside Radio Podcast. For selections of more enjoyable content like this, visit our website, eastsidefm.org, and click on Podcast.